gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the author of several books, the subject of two separate documentaries, the uh, the owner of uh, of Melissa Vision, and if you go to melissaiteljuren.com or Melissa Vision, you can see the two documentaries and others, and uh, work in progress always, but uh, without further ado, let me bring in Renaissance woman, Melissa Iteljuren. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Doing well, and... Uh, I, I know uh, off mic we, we talked a tiny bit about the uh, the derailment the train derailment in Ohio. Can you can you give us a rundown on on what happened exactly? Well, uh, I think it's been more than two weeks, maybe three, when this yeah. northern Suffolk train uh, reached its uh, its heat level of, of, of the the uh, chemicals it was carrying. And it derailed, and it it it, it uh, what ensued was what they call um, a slow a, c- a controlled burn. If you're con- familiar with yes uh, chemi- chemical uh, um, processes, uh, which really ignited the whole sky and left uh, a, a a swath of of, of uh, toxic chemicals and and. Uh, Oh, it, it it burned. It was still burning in this in the sky. I mean, the, it, it looked like a mini nuclear explosion, which is the best I can explain it. And uh, since then, the people have been suffering. They've been they've been coming down with uh, all kinds of physical ailments. Many of them are afraid to drink their water. Water. It looks. I mean, it, it, there have been plenty of demonstrations on television by the, their senator J D Vance, by uh, other television reporters of water that looks, um, plainly speaking, like something out of Ch- Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, c- colors. Of it. It, looked like, it looked like a nuclear waste dump. And uh, these people in East Palestine, Texas, in East Palestine, Ohio, which is a, a, um, a working-class community that supported Trump, I believe, both times, um, is hard pressed. They, they, many of them feel like they can't stay there. Many have left. Uh, this is not a rich community, uh, and and the biggest crime I feel so far has been the response from the government, from the federal government, especially from the Department of Transportation and FEMA, and no, none other than the White House. These people have been marginalized. They have been thrown under the under the rug, um, and. It's been received a lot of attention, and um, just uh, the other day, um, in, I guess uh, probably for the uh, the the, the uh, desire for a photo op, but I think more so to help these people to talk to them because they were his his former supporters. Uh, President Trump flew in with bottled water and other supplies. Of course, he you know he has his own brand. And he spoke to them for a long time, met with the people. They were really happy to see him because nobody else, not Pete Buttigieg, Mr. Uh, I can't be bothered. I'm, I've am i got a private moment. Uh, yeah. I've been out for paternity leave for six months last year yeah. during the during the, uh, the, the the crisis we had with chain supply. 
um, and and the White House. You know, President Biden had to go to the Ukraine. Okay, that's a separate issue, but still, he has no plans, no intention of visiting these people. Probably his excuse being, uh, "I don't want to get in the way," you know, because I need security and and uh, they would have to have people on the roof well i don't know if anybody wants to stand on a rooftop and and, and get hit with the, with the clouds of toxic yeah, waste. right <laughs> yeah. the safest spot is, is uh is the rooftops or anybody yeah. who's worried about somebody climbing on the rooftops nobody's right. going to go anywhere near the roof exactly there. exactly it, this is just how all these people have really endured so much and nobody cares just because they're working class and they voted for trump and the the idiots on the view uh, the witches on the view, the idiots. I'll call yeah, them all. no, no doubt about that. They're terrible. Yes, uh, I think you know who I'm talking yep. about. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're saying, well, you got what you sowed. You reaped what you sowed when you voted for Trump. Wow, I mean, is that what they said? Is, so if you yes. vote for for the losing candidate yeah. in a presidential, then you're you're just on your own, and uh, and you don't yeah, matter yeah. anymore. They, they claim that their problem started because of Trump's EPA policy. Well, whatever the case may be, they're suffering. And if this had happened in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, um, anywhere where there's a, a strong Democratic strong, you know, beach, beachhead, I'm sure all of them, Buttigieg and, and well, I don't know, the EPA chief, uh, even Biden himself would be running to say, oh, my God, what can we do to help you poor people? Yeah. But because these are working-class poor people, working poor in East Palestine, Ohio, you know, just a regular town. You know, no one cares about them. These, and and, and they're, these are not the, you know, these people are not, uh, they don't buy into, to, uh, you know, consumerism. That's not their main thing in life. They're trying to keep a roof over their heads. Well, who cares, you know? Uh, there are plenty of train derailments every year, uh, you know, and, and nobody makes a big deal. And FEMA said, well, it's not a tornado. Yeah, well, this is a life or death thing. I mean, if, if you're suddenly hit with a big explosion that looks like a mini nuclear bomb went off and your your water is contaminated to no end, maybe for, who knows, maybe for years to come, decades to come, who knows, um, and, and, and you're getting sick, I think that's, that should be, uh, it should register as a, a calamity. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's no question about it. It's terrible. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Jordan is your host each and every week. I, you know, it's it just, it, it's mind blowing that the, the women on The View would take that approach. Uh, of that, course. I yeah. know. I know. But what else can you expect from them? These, Disgusting. These self righteous, smug, um, uh, a multi-millionaire, I'm assuming. So um, beyond, beyond characters, yes. Who, who's, uh, you know, they, you know, they say they steer the conscience. They're nobody's conscience. When they leave, they're worried about getting to getting home to their magnificent homes on, you know, Connecticut or wherever, and and attending the latest parties and getting their hair done. I mean, it's a certain, it's a certain group. They don't mix with everybody else. Now, who's the conservative in that bunch nowadays? Uh, Hasselhoff's this, gone, right, for years. She, yeah, yeah. There's this woman, this young woman who was in the Trump administration. She's turned on Trump, but she's she's soft, you know, I call her soft core conservative. Yeah. She's not one of these bulldogs. She's not Meghan McCain who used to, you know, used to take them on head, head they on. They hated her. Oh, she was the most unpopular one. They don't miss her at all. Yeah. Um, she's not there. She hasn't been there for a long time. And um, no, so they they look for people who I think they can control, 
who are who are not going to mount any opposition, who are not going to put up a big fight, who I, I would say are more like rhinos. Yeah, right, right. That's what they want. But uh, Meghan McCain, um, where did she end up? Do we know? She has her own uh, her own channel. She she speaks on her you know for herself. She's um, you know she she has her own blog. She does interviews. She has a uh, Instagram. I mean she's uh, she, she she's raising two children now, and um, I'm sure there is no love lost for the view. <laughs> right. Oh no. Yeah. No question about it. Frank McKay here once again. Melissa Itelljoran.com. Uh, great place to go as a starting point. Melissa, um, these poor people that are in, uh, uh, what is it, East Palestine, uh, Ohio, uh, which is, uh, is, it, is that right, East Palestine? East Palestine, Ohio, yeah, yes. I, I mean, these uh, these folks, I mean, what what's going to become of them? Uh, Flint, Michigan was a disaster, and that was a, that's a Democratic stronghold. I, I don't know where... You know when that whole thing broke was that was Bush in charge at that time, and was that uh, you know the shoes uh, on the other foot type thing? When did uh, I, I thought Flint, Michigan happened during the the Dems? You, you remember yeah. when they're there? I think it, I poison? think yeah I think even when Obama was there. Yeah, the Democrats are supposed to be great on the environment, and they uh, there's there's some obvious points just like this. I mean. East Palestine is is a perfect example, and they're they're not great on the environment. This is this is a calamity, like you said. This is yeah. a catastrophe. It's terrible. It's terrible. These poor people are suffering, and they're, you know, and and um, the attitude is is abominable. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, I have no respect for. I don't care how many languages he can speak. I can study languages too. I was pretty pretty good at those yeah. too. Um, but uh, I, and, you know, you know, he wasn't so popular in, in, back in Indiana. Uh, a lot of people weren't that crazy about him. He lives in his own world. He, his little mind, he thinks he's uh, the second coming. And if any Democrat thinks that this guy is a successor to uh, to Joe Biden, uh, to, to, or to at least at the very least the vice presidency, uh, they're kidding. He, he, he or she's kidding himself. I think they the party's written him off or was going to write him off because the optics were just terrible. He comes off as as just smug, um, pompous, uh, un- yes, pompous, unconcerned, um, out of touch, uh, unfeeling, and, and, and elitist. I mean, I have other words to describe him. Um, I don't know if they would be appropriate for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I don't know. Um, I'd love to. Uh, maybe if we had it. I don't know. If we had a different kind of show, I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to well. unload on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Buttigieg, uh, he's disappointing because I think he could have been uh, something. And, you know, he's openly gay and... and he, uh, you know, no apologies there. He's intelligent. Well, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I question his intelligence, but uh, no, he comes across. He's yeah, book learned, book learning intelligence. Yeah, it's a little he bit is. different. He has no and, street and smarts. He has no, no common sense. No, no. Cons- to me, if you're really a truly intelligent person, a well-rounded person, you have compassion. You have empathy. You have, uh, you you have, um, of feelings. Uh, he he lacks all of that. So to me, he does not check any of those boxes. Yeah, it's just yeah, uh, amazing how people can become so out of touch uh, so quickly too. Uh, and I don't know that the Dems 
are embracing him much anymore either, right? He's not he's not really a hero of the Dems, uh, right? I mean, not now, no. not now. He was. And even when he was, yeah, to an extent, well, even right. then, yeah. even back then, people were questioning him because he's, you know, he's he's milk toast, milk toast white. Uh, he, I, I don't know what he has done for the gay community. Uh, well, uh, if he's done any more or less than any other person of that community. And he seems to be about himself. He was interviewed uh, while he was walking with his husband, boyfriend, whatever, Chastain. And, and the reporter asked him, um, you know, when are you going there? Well, I... Um, I, I, I don't want to. I want. I don't want to get involved with the investigation. I don't want to mess it up. Whatever. And I'm on a private moment. Well, excuse you, but you're an official of the government. Uh, and there are no private moments. If, exactly. If the camera sees you, then uh, there's no more private moment. Right. Right. He's very arrogant. Very pompous. Arrogant. He's an idiot. He's. I don't care about the the, the, the Oxford degree. Big deal. He's not a human being. No. You, you know, I uh, I have two friends that are married to two men that are married to each other. And I asked them once about Pete Buttigieg early, and I thought they were going to just rave about him, and they shrugged. And uh, yeah. and, and the one guy, Michael, is uh, a friend, you know, a friend of mine and my wife's. Um, mm -hmm. he, he said, uh, uh, self-absorbed and uh, mm -hmm. self-serving. Mm -hmm. That's what he said about yep. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> this is a gay man, um, and Democrat too. Uh, uh, actually, likes Biden, still likes Biden, but uh, but that's what he said about P Pete Buttigieg. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, sure. People see through it. They yeah. see right through his act. He thinks I was he's, really surprised uh, by that, to be honest with you. you know, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, that's what he is. That's how he comes across, especially now. Especially now. So I think uh, he and a couple other people from the Biden administration, including the uh, press secretary, yeah. um, with the French name, she, uh, her, she's yeah. off Kareem something or other. Uh, I think she and Buttigieg, maybe their next stop should be CNN. They yeah. could fill in for, uh, for Don Lemon, another another great guy. On, oh, Don uh, Lemon. Wait, wait, let's, we, we got to spend a couple of moments on Don. Oh, on my Don. God. He's, yeah. Yes, he's the one who said that uh, Nikki Haley shouldn't ask for, a, you know, an age competency test because she's, quite frankly, in his mind, over the hill. Because women are not, they're not viable after 40. <laughs> yeah, didn't he say women are in their prime in their 20s or 30s? 20s, right, and then maybe 40, and then that's it. You're, you're, you're over it. So she shouldn't say that because she's 51. You know, how so, is Don you know, Lemon still on TV? I mean, it, it's, I know. if if that Don was a right-wing guy, I mean, he'd be I'll gone. I'll forget right? about it. He'd, he'd have his head. No, Don Lemon, by the way, is going to be... 57, so uh, he's well past the expiration date then. Yeah, right. Go according to his logic. Well, he only said women were past, uh, you know, their right. prime at 50. Um, but what a I mean, how do you say that? I mean, I can't even think of, like, slipping and saying that. How do you say something like that? He said no. some outrageous things. Mm -hmm. no, really outrageous jerk. things. The jerk. Yeah, you know, he's... The jerk. Yeah, just amazing That's to me. That's why he was demoted to the morning show. How was that going? I had him Not on well. my show right before <laughs> that. Is it dying? Oh, nobody really watches it. I mean, they had to do something with it. I guess he still had his contract. So they demoted him to this, this uh, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. slot with the two women, uh, Poppy Harlow and, and the other woman. I forget her name. The young woman. The, the, the yes, with the brown, brown hair, yes. 
Uh, and he, you know, he's now wearing an open shirt instead of a suit and tie, and you know, he's trying to look cool. Uh, I'm sure they're going to they'll kick him about, they'll kick him around until finally he's asked to leave because nobody likes him, and he makes the most ridiculous, stupid comments, and he thinks he's so cool and 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 uh, and, and informed, uh, and <laughs> he's not cool at all. He's 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 he's, he's dumb and and another one he she and Buttigieg should go to into business together open up a consulting firm yeah uh, maybe that's the next stop for for Don <laughs> well it, here's the thing Don Lemon also uh he he was the biggest apologist for the Cuomos that you could ever mm-hmm. come across right yeah. wasn't he very close to them oh yes he was pretty friendly well definitely with Chris Cuomo because Chris Cuomo's show followed his and they used to have all this online banter um, yeah, they were they were pals. And Chris Cuomo was on uh, News Nation, I believe, or some is kind that of. Where he is now? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know who he has on frequently, Bill O'Reilly. Chris Cuomo has Bill O'Reilly on. Yep, not ever. Uh, pretty much, you know, it's like a guest. Of, I guess it's a it's a, a regular guest spot. Wow, I, you know yeah. that's that's an odd couple. What the heck is going on there? I don't know. <laughs> Except that they both had, didn't they have uh, accusations of sexual harassment against them, both of them? Well, yes, I guess they have something in common, right? Yeah. There's something, <laughs> something going on there. I, I never realized how tall Bill O'Reilly was until I met him in yeah. person a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is big. He's big. Yeah, what is he like? Is he 6'6 six, six or 6'5 six, or something? He's very tall. I don't know if he ever played basketball or football, but he's he's up there, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. So he just, yeah, he just throws his weight around, you know. And <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, Melissa, I tell dot com a great starting point. Watch the documentaries there, or Melissa Vision on Roku, uh, Amazon Fire. Uh, Melissa, with um, regards to you know, uh, since I touched on on uh, sexual harassment and and all of that, and um, I, you know, we, uh, I, you know, I don't know if there's an update. If anybody's following all these people, but um, like, uh, who is it? Matt? Oh, why, why am I going blank? What was his name? Matt on, uh, he was the morning uh, guy, on uh, big time guy, right? Uh, interviewer, uh, Matt uh, Lauer, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. Matt Lauer? Yes, he, yeah. yes, yes. From the uh, Today Show. Yeah, from the Today Show. Uh, Charlie Rose, I think, was like retired anyway, right? So, uh, you know, it wasn't much of a, um, much of a big thing there. Uh, but a lot of those guys were from the left that uh, that got nailed in that thing. And, and we've never heard of them again, right? I mean, most of these guys uh, dropped yeah. off the face of the earth. Um, they say that um, Matt Lauer is trying to make some kind of comeback. But, yes, I mean, he's still his reputation is still tarnished. Yeah, I wonder what his net worth is. I wonder if he's got enough money where, you know, he made a lot of money. I don't know if he put it away or put it to good use. But, um you know, you you got to wonder about these guys. Like, what do they do? What are they doing? And um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you if you give it enough time, but somehow or another, some of these guys are just not, uh, you know, just just not coming back. I'm just looking at uh, Matt Lara's net worth, eighty million dollars. So I guess he's not in that big a hurry to. No, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's all right there. Louis C.K. was the other guy. Um, mm-hmm. Right, he was a comedian, very funny comedian, you know, he's um dark. But didn't he have a uh didn't he have a bad mo thirty five million for him. 
Well, you know, these, these guys are, you know, they made their money. And, um, and you know, and I guess they don't really have to. I, you know, it, it, it it's about being relevant, though. People, people don't want to just make their money. People want to be relevant. And, you know, especially if you're young, what do you do with the rest of your life? You know, you see a mm-hmm. lot of this happen with, you know, and, and I'm, I'm almost thinking about Buttigieg, right? Like if Buttigieg um, washes out and he doesn't become, you know, anything, anything major, I don't think there's going to be a Democratic administration the next time uh, around. So the question is, what does a guy like Buttigieg do? I assume it's lobbying, right, or consulting. and CNN. CNN. I guess so, right? Are they going to? Yeah. They'll embrace oh. it? I, I'm pretty sure of that. If not MSNBC, definitely CNN. Yeah, he'll be a uh, right. He'll that's what he'll do, and that's what his uh, that's what his plan is. Uh, I'm sure, but um, and you know, not a not a bad plan. You get you know, you get out of politics and you get into media. Hey, listen, I'm I'm out of politics and into media, and uh, and I don't have the national name that Pete Buttigieg has. That's uh, that's for sure. I'm sure you can make a. I'm sure he can make a nice living for himself uh, somewhere there. I, do you do you see any future for? Um, well, Kamala Harris is probably getting into her sixties. Uh, where does where does she go if not the presidency? And I mean, does she go to if there's a democratic um, if there's a democratic president? Does she end up somehow on the bench? Um, you know, on the federal, I mean, would, could she be a Supreme Court? I mean, it would be crazy. She'd be laughing at all the wrong moments and, and and all that. And I don't know that she has the mental capacity to handle it. But where does where does Kamala Harris have uh, a future? I, I don't think it's in media. Um, you never know. She'll write more books. She'll, I guess she'll she'll serve on boards on corporate boards. Oh, anything. I mean. She could run again. I mean, she could do what Mike Pence is, is planning to do. He, he's got a book out. I don't know how well it's sold. I guess it's probably on sale by now. Yeah, right. So the bargain, <laughs> probably, bargain it's, book. It's probably, it's probably next to Prince Harry's book. Yeah. You know, it's slashed 50%. <laughs> is Prince Harry's book, did it die? I think so, I right? don't know. It's still there. You can get it from Amazon. They'll be more than happy to ship it to you overnight. Yeah. Get it off their hands. <laughs> yeah, right. It didn't do well, right? I remember Andrew Cuomo's book, and at the time I knew him, he uh, he signed. He got a hundred thousand uh, dollars advance, and it mm-hmm. sold less than a hundred books. Mm-hmm. That was Andrew Cuomo. That was before all the scandal and all of that. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, yeah. listen. There's life after scandal. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, Bill, Bill O'Reilly knows that. And oh yes, and he's he's heard a lot in a lot of places over the air. I mean, he's 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 there. He's got his own, you know, his own uh, Facebook channel, his own television show. I mean, he hasn't died. He's just not on Fox anymore. And I'm sure that um, you know Andrew Cuomo. He may be hiding out somewhere, but they bring him in for interviews. You know, on, on WABC, they yeah. have him. Cats had him yeah. on. Yep. He's he's going to come back slowly but surely. He's going to make his way back doing something. Yeah, I wonder where, where he goes. Um, and, and I don't know. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Hillary, I think, is uh, she's settled in to where um, where I don't I, I think you're right. You mentioned I, I don't think she's running 
um, for anything anytime soon. Um, you know, I'm just looking at net worth here, celebrities' net worth, uh, and here's Kamala Harris, uh, $3.5 million she's worth in 2018, so I'm sure she's worth more now, right? How does she make her money? Her, uh, her husband, you know, in 2018, he's rich? Right, I it, guess. Yeah, what, what did he do? What, what, was his, what was his claim to fame, Kamala Harris's husband? Oh, well, he's an attorney. He's an entertainment attorney. He's not doing that in this minute. He's busy with his official duties as second gentleman. Ah. And, yeah, he was an entertainment lawyer. I mean, before he met her, and they were alums of the, of the same law school, he was a big deal in, in entertainment law in California. And um, they were introduced by somebody, I don't know, some friend, Sorry. somebody, right, uh, who knows. And, you know, uh, now he's not doing that, of course, because he's got official duties. He makes trips all over the, all over the globe. He, rep, you know, he, he was just in, in Poland. He was uh, commemorating uh, the Holocaust, um, Holocaust week, the, the, um, the, um, liberation of Auschwitz, you know, that's National International Holocaust Day. He was in, in Poland in January last month, made a, and that trip received some some notice. And he uh, he's, he's he's become in the recent years more um, more attuned with his his Jewish religion. He is Jewish, and he's he's rediscovered it, I guess. Uh, his children are not Jewish. He did not marry Jewish a Jewish woman the first time. Um, but um, he's you know he's the one who who he's the conduit with the uh, with I guess with um, uh, things like uh, I guess Hanukkah Hanukkah menorah lighting or something yeah. or <laughs> Passover dinners. Um, so yeah, so that's what but he 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 was you know independently you know, independently successful you know uh, of her. You know. The if you look back at the 2016, and then you look back at the 2020 um, runs of uh, of the the major parties, the people who ran, even the ones who you know well, it was only one successful right 20 was uh, uh, was Biden, 2016 uh, was uh, was Trump, and from the Republican side, just Trump uh, uh, all the way through for those you know, these eight years or whatever it is. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Marco Rubio. I just took a look at his net worth. It's $1.2 million. You know, not um, not terrible, not great, but still, he's he's not squeegeeing windshields, Marco. And he's, no, no. He, he, also had a, he also had a pretty lucrative book deal. Yeah. Um, I, don't rem I don't recall the title of his book. You know, they all put out books, and Ted Cruz has already done two books. And of course, Ted Cruz is going to—you know—he's going to do what's expected of him. He's going to throw his hat into the ring for the Republican uh, for 2024, you know, because he just has to be there. And I'm sure Marco Rubio will also do that because it's—it's—it's it's incumbent upon them to do that, you know. You know, they—they—they they, they feel that's that's part of the, of life. <laughs> They're not going to go anywhere with it. But, um, but um, no, they all and all these these senators, Congress, most of them have benefited greatly from the from the connections that their office affords them in which they've got very good investments investment advice and they are they're doing quite well you know they're quite well off yeah i mean there's uh it's no question that 
uh, that running for office uh, and even losing um, has uh, has social consequences that are po- that are very positive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they they used to say uh, losing has no redeeming social value, but it does. And yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, you you run and you get your name out there, you get some attention, and you know, all kinds of things happen. You know, just a, a quick point. You know who Tom Golisano is, right? Yes, yes. Right. Tom Golisano is somebody who is, um, he founded the Independence Party here in New York, and he ran <clears throat> in in 94, um, and he, uh, I, I don't know if he helped or hurt Cuomo. Um, well, I, I mean, Cuomo lost. That was Mario Cuomo lost. And, and Pataki got in that year. And then after that, in... Um, in, in 98 well let me well let me say this when Golisano first ran for office uh he was worth 200 million dollars a paltry uh 200 million dollars just that but self-made guy and you know he went to alfred university a little school upstate and and mm-hmm. uh and and he made his way from you know from from the bottom up rochester you know businessman started paychecks anyway so he's worth 200 million dollars and paychecks his company which is a payroll company, was doing um, payroll in one of the 62 counties, one of the 62 cities, and uh, and God knows how many of the uh, 932 towns in the state of New York, but not not many, but still, uh, he was worth his personal network was was 200 uh, 200 million. What was different was that Paychex was uh, was traded on the open market, so it was a public company. And the attention Galasano got, and by the way, he only got he only got three point four percent of the vote, and mm-hmm. he earned uh, two hundred forty seven thousand votes, which doesn't sound like like a lot, but it established this Independence Party, the one that I ended up taking over. Um, I didn't know what was going on when he was running. I had no idea that this was this was even a thing, and he established a party by getting fifty thousand. 50,000 votes. He got more than that, 247,000. But what happened is the next time his network uh, was uh, was looked at by Forbes and Fortune, uh, it was 90, uh, 98 when he ran again, and his net worth was $700 million. And mm-hmm. he was doing payroll. I know this just from, you know, b- being close to the action kind of. Um, his his net worth was, uh, was that, but his company, Paychex, was uh, was doing uh, was doing payroll in like 23 of the the 62 counties, 24 of the 62 cities, and a whole bunch of the uh, 932 towns. They, because they got attention, they got you know the the one place he got a lot of press was in the financial news. You know the Financial Times, Wall Street Journal. So the next time he ran in 2000, and the last time he ran in 2002. His net worth was listed as $1.2 billion. And at that point, he was doing uh, payroll. Paychecks was doing payroll in almost all of the counties, all of the cities, and many of the towns in the state of New York they were doing the payroll for. So it always kind of cracked me up when the, uh, when, when the New York Post would say, the three-time loser of uh, gubernatorial race. You know, it, it was a... You know, I don't want to say it was a publicity stunt. I don't want to say he influenced or he purposely tried to influence the market. But um, 
it, it, it was a marketing uh, bonanza, him running for office and just getting those small numbers. And by the way, mm -hmm. he spent $75 million of his own money in 2002 to only get 14% of the vote, which is a huge percent in New York. But that's all he got. And he still made a fortune. Roger Stone was in the middle of all that, too, by the way. You know, uh, that's where I, Roger I, Stone. Yeah, yes. that's where I met crazy Roger Stone. But if you think about it, these guys and gals that run um, – uh, Kelsey, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, Galbert, right? Uh, what's her name? Um, I'm getting it wrong. Kelsey Gabbard. Yeah, Gabbard, right? She's she's doing well, I think, because of her run, and you know she didn't get a lot of traction. Anyway, MelissaItellJoin.com is a great place to go. Watch the documentaries there. Frank McKay here with Melissa Itell-Jorn. But think about it. Uh, losing does have. Um, significance and uh, and and a lot of redeeming social value. Um, if if you lose, as long as you get attention, when you lose, I don't know many people who have run for for president that got any kind of uh, attention uh, that got on that big stage. I don't know many of them that aren't doing well or aren't doing something. I they all go into something. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard is now a a, a commentator on Fox. Uh, she's got she's 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 on she appears as as a guest on on, on you know, big time uh, uh, news you know news reports. Uh, she was on Joe Rogan of of all people. Yeah. If you uh, you know if you're interested and and um, I don't know well, you know I don't know if she's a is she a a, a um, is she actually out of the closet and in the Republican Party now or. <laughs> She's just playing the field. I, I don't know. I think she's she's flirting with the Republican Party, you know. But they uh, they like Republicans like her. But I don't know if they if they would love her if she was in the Republican Party. I think they love her as a Democrat that um, that causes trouble for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like her. You know, I yeah. like her. I don't know if it's just me, but uh, there's something about her I like. I think she's very candid and and she's blunt. Um, what, what's your thoughts on her? I don't know. You know, there's something that I know she's very she she talks frequently about uh, the 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 uh, the scare or the the risk of nuclear war, um, especially um, by the policies uh, perpetrated by her. These are her words by the Biden administration. She's no fan of the Biden administration. She was no fan of Trump. But she, some people feel that her rhetoric is uh, definitely demonstrates her uh, her favoritism or her uh, her thinly veiled favoritism for Russia for Putin. Yeah, right. That's a problem. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't I can't find any justification for supporting Putin. To be honest with you, I mean, to me, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, but there are so many Republicans who are saying, you know, um, what are we doing there? It's not our war, or it's not our problem. Let him do whatever he wants. Well, the, but the thing is, what if he decides, hey, I'm going to go to Poland. I'm going to go to do, I'm going to Moldova. Start, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to go make my way to Poland. I mean, then we're, we're, we're living uh, Hitler, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they don't, they, the Tuckers of the world, the Tucker Carlsons of the world, and some and some of his other friends on Fox and elsewhere um, don't want to hear that. They don't want to consider that. 
Yeah. You, you want to know something? It's it's interesting. Um, and and you brought up the uh, the point about uh, people, Republicans supporting uh, Putin. I wonder if these are the same type of people early on. And and again, remember there were there were people that were saying we shouldn't bother Hitler. Let him do whatever he wanted in uh, in uh, in Europe. It's not our business. Let's stay out of it. Let's be isolationist. Uh, by the way, by no means do I think we should get involved. You know, with boots on the ground and uh, and start World War Three. I mean, you, you know, we had this. I, I don't think we should do that uh, by any means. But um, the same people that are saying don't fund. Uh, Zelensky, uh, are they the same people that would have said don't fund uh, Europe uh, to try to stop Hitler? It's it's possible these are the the grandchildren right. <laughs> of the original people, yes, the isolationists that we had in Congress back in the 30s. They said, no, no, we had enough with World War One. It's, it's Europe's problem. Who cares? I mean, and he, people knew people knew that Hitler was a he was uh, he was uh, the, the scourge of the, of the free world. There were it wasn't that widely publicized in those days, but there were people heard about the they knew about Kristallnacht, they knew about the anti-Semitism, the Nuremberg laws. Yep. They were getting bits and pieces of 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 of, 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 of uh, his final plan, his uh, to final solution. Solution, right? Um, now we didn't have a big Jewish presence back then. We didn't have a state of Israel. We didn't have all. You know, the, the New York Times and other and other newspapers could, could relegated these stories to page six. Very few of them reported on this. Very, you know, it was still this was not um, uh, America was not uh, the, the 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 melting pot that we we imagine it to be. It, it, Jews did not have a voice, so we did not hear a lot about. Uh, or, or receive the kind of attention that was necessary to combat this. And Roosevelt didn't, you know, I, I saw the documentary by Ken Burns. Yes, it was very well done. He said it was his best and most important documentary on the Holocaust. He didn't, he gave his, um, Roosevelt a pass. I don't give Roosevelt a pass. Roosevelt knew what was going on. He had intelligence. He had about, to. He had to. Yes. Know. He knew. He chose not to take that path. And his wife urged him to, and he dismissed it i don't care what you know i understand I, I i don't agree with ken burns on that aspect of it otherwise it was a, a, a wonderful it was a brilliant documentary but i don't agree with that i've done my own research i wrote a college thesis about america's response to the holocaust when i was a senior at barnard college good for you and wow yeah that was well that was my requirement my graduation requirement you know? yeah and i don't agree with that with with, with what ken burns said he gave FDR a, a pass, basically. Yeah, you, you know there were a lot of anti-Semites in that administration, and there was uh, yeah. in, in the press back then. Uh, yeah, there was a was lot of anti-Semitism. Right, that was the mentality of people back then. Yeah, it, it's amazing that 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 was, uh, uh, you know, that was the situation. And I told you, you know, like it, this is my first time visiting Israel this year, mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, and quite frankly, Wonderful. it it felt like home. It felt like like if oh, if there was anything in the world. And I've been to almost eighty countries now, all fifty mm -hmm. United States, six continents. If there's any place in the world that feels like home for for an American, for me, it's Israel. I mean, they are uh, that is one of the best countries 
in the in the world and i know bb is uh unpopular with certain things and whatever yeah, but I, I mean that's a well-run country um yeah. the people are class the people are uh, are just amazing without them my father used to say this all the time um without israel without the uh the israelis uh the middle east would just be a uh, uh, just a waste he used to say cesspool you know and he'd use harsher words you know and curse he curse about the mid uh mid east but um he's right i mean honestly if without israel uh the mid east wouldn't even be worth looking at it's just, it's disgraceful it's disgraceful and i'm not saying the pe i'm not damning all the people i'm not anti arab i'm not anti uh, what, but I, I am uh, very, very suspicious of of the uh, uh, of the the people in the uh, Arabic world that hate uh, the Israelis. I mean, that's uh, you know, you could say, well, it's anti-Zionism. It's anti-Semitism is what it is. And uh, and we have it. We still have it in this world. And without the Israelis, our best friends, those are our best friends in the world. If if the UK aren't, then uh, then certainly um uh, uh the, the israel uh, is and uh and boy i wouldn't want uh, i wouldn't want to be on this earth uh as an american without israel there uh, they're keeping it in check they're keeping that whole region in check yeah yeah i absolutely and and it's it's, it's um just so heartwarming that you feel that way about israel and you're such a strong supporter of them you know it's a tiny country they have a lot of enemies yes they're, they're going through some internal turmoil that has caught our attention here and many people have taken sides uh in, in this fight and you know, they, they're actually they're actually uh, are against netanyahu who's aligned himself with the far right and they feel israel is going down the path of of uh, a kind of self-ordained dictatorship in the way that they are as treating um, Palestinian Jews, uh, Palestinian Israelis rather. There are Israelis right. uh, who are of Palestinian origin who are who live there. Uh, their treatment of, uh, the, uh, of of what what makes what makes a Jew a Jew, for example, and and, and he's aligned himself with the far right, the very ultra orthodox, uh, and and taken away power from the the courts, and and then meant to many people that is. A very serious red flag. Yeah, amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's going to be controversial every step of the way. But let me just say, as a bottom line, we protect Israel at all costs, and just never ever bend. Um, you know, and again, we'd need a whole other show. We talked about that Iran deal, that that Obama. The biggest thing that bothered me about Obama was uh, that Iranian nuclear deal. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell, that's a deal with the devil. That's, uh, uh, you know, that's just a, an absolute, uh, absolute disaster uh, waiting to happen. I don't even know what the status is. Uh, it, we Again, we need a whole show to, uh, to talk about that. But that was my biggest problem with Obama was, uh, was him making that deal with I Iran. I mean, that's amazing that you would, uh, that you would trust uh, that country with a uh with a nuclear program uh, i mean amazing mm -hmm. anyway look we started with the we, we started with the poor folks in east palestine having nothing to do with the um the 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 latter discussion here about uh the mid-east but east Patters, uh, uh palestine um uh ohio and 
those poor folks uh, there. What, what's going to become of them, Melissa? Do you have any, any thoughts, predictions? I know our prayers go out to them. Yes. Um, it's, it's going to be a long process for the people in East Palestine. And we, um, it's just sad that, that there's, that, you know, people are, 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 are marginalized or they're, they're overlooked. And, and this is a serious problem. And, and I'm, I'm appalled at the behavior and reaction of, of the uh, aforementioned Biden administration people. Yep. Uh, and you know who I'm talking of about. Of course. And yeah, and, and I, I'm sure our, our listeners share, many of our listeners share our views. No doubt about it. Uh, it listen, well said. Melissa, as always, we thank uh, people for listening each and every week. Yes, we do. We definitely do. We love you, and we want you to be safe, healthy, and uh, especially in this crazy world. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jorn Show. been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.